OK。Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Top of the Dude Chain, live from the quarantine zone. How are you, Josh? They think I got the case of the Rona, or some reporters call it Kung Flu. You got the Kung Flu? <laughs> I, I don't know. Came in contact with it, supposedly. Oh, yeah. That's that's still up for debate anyway, but... Uh, yeah. Are you allowed to say where you came into contact with it, or... Just that you came into contact. No, nah, I'll just I'll just keep it. Suppose that this this person, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, it's a fifty-fifty on whether they actually got it or not. Uh, okay. And it's a fifty percent chance that they're looking for attention. So <laughs> we're playing it safe. Yeah. Which I don't know why you'd want that kind of attention, but there's no telling how many times I've possibly been exposed to it through my job. So. Well, I'm not convinced that it's a good possibility we've had it and just. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I can't remember if we've talked about it on here or not, but there's been a ton of kids coming home from school being tested for the flu and having flu like symptoms without having the flu, which is pretty much reminiscent of what right. they're saying. Yeah, this that's one what should we talked be. about last week. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know. Anyway, either I way. I feel like it's a, uh, it's getting kind of blown out of proportion for various reasons. Yeah. I mean, we're still, we're still behind, uh, on, you know, the Chinese and the Italian calendar, but I think we've handled it. I think we were ahead of it. I think it hit them so hard that maybe we overreacted, but in a good way. So, yeah, that's what a competitive healthcare system will do for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've, I've heard that they're farming out the, uh, actually like, manufacturing of the test to a bunch of private companies. So we're amping yeah. up the production of that. Like one guy said he had five for a week and by the next week he had, was getting like 30 a week. So, yeah. Well, masks are being produced now by like do 2 million a day for the masks. Cause we're not getting them from China. Like I think we're making them here now. Yeah. And some company figured out how to do it across whatever. Yeah, it's not their particular area of expertise, but they figure out a way to make it work, and they're able to pump them out pretty quick. So yeah, which is good. Uh, yeah. So anyway, one more week. And hopefully, I'll be back in in studio next week. Still fifty fifty on whether Mike ever shows. Up. I mean, uh, Jeff ever shows yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, he having a newborn in the house. I guess you know, with all this junk going around, probably. Probably better oh, he's to stay going home. To work. Oh. He may be working from home though. Oh well, then he's just being selfish. That's kind of what I think. <laughs> or lazy. <laughs> That's kind of what I think. Yeah. Oh man. But dude, you, what's up? Go ahead. No, oh, no. I was just going to ask if you had any crazy stories at the uh, grocery store yet. No, I went. Uh, I went Friday or Saturday, like I normally do. So I go every other I go every other weekend and I buy two weeks worth of groceries. And uh, since the kids are out of school, we spend essentially what we spend on. We up their grocery budget just because kids are out of school. So I, point being is, is I wasn't just out like uh, panic buying everything. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I just bought normal, my normal grocery haul with the addition of what the kids would have to eat for lunch because they're not eating lunch and breakfast at school. Yeah. <sighs> so I got up at 4.30 in the morning. And again, not really panicking. I just hate being around people, uh, especially in that situation. So I just want to get an early, early start on it. Uh, and went to a, a grocery store that had about 95% of everything I needed. And uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't too bad. Now, I will say this. The people in front of me at the checkout line had to, had to have spent 800 to a thousand dollars on groceries at least golly minimum yeah minimum this thing was two grocery carts worth of stuff going out and they look like the most odd couple in the world uh she looked like she was addicted to something well she might have just probably what i'd guess yeah she might have just had the munchies might not have i've had anything well, to do with this thing this guy this guy looked like this girl was giving him attention so he's like hunker down babe i'll take care of you and that's how this <laughs> odd couple met like i think it's more survival for her and more loneliness for him is what it seemed like to me but that's an assumption on my part so i could be way off yeah well you know one thousand dollars yeah yeah, no, I went, you know, whenever I went, I was looking at the person behind me and what I had, and I, I, all I had was like flour and eggs, like yeah, you, just the basics, man. And just what other people were buying is just ridiculous. And it, it I don't yeah. think it's been too terrible here. Crest is, you know, and I, I know Crest gets a lot of stuff locally, but they've been stocking up pretty well. Um, I know the missus went Crest out yet. Crest had, uh, had a case of the, the Rona yeah. in their store yeah. in Norman. Yeah, I heard about that. And uh, anyway, but they've had everything that I've needed every time I've gone so far. Um, I've heard that Target was out of just about everything. Um, but yeah. why why you would go grocery shop shopping at Target, I have no clue. Yeah, that's bougie. Yeah, super bougie. And that's probably bougie people freaking out more than anybody else. But yeah. But yeah. I went to the Crest over on, on, the, on the west side of Oklahoma City. They didn't have meat. Like their <laughs> meat supply was, was pretty pretty bad but yeah uh back to the couple buying a thousand dollars worth of groceries yeah the funniest thing was is he looked at me and he's like i'm sorry man he goes i'm just just we're just preparing for that quarantine and i was like no problem man no worry I'm, i mean i don't have anywhere to be i'm just here early so anyway not a big deal there but as he's finally leaving checks out and leaves he looks at the cashier and he goes we got enough to last us two months and i'm like where, where are you going yeah like but the the best part about it was is 50 percent of everything in this cart is going to spoil in two weeks yeah like it's going bad yeah you know like he wouldn't he wasn't prepping for anything but uh the cool thing was is walmart is 24 hours and uh so they, they're 24 hours normally. They cut their hours from 7 a.m. to midnight. Yeah. So between midnight and 7 a.m., they close. And it was about 6.30 in the morning. And I went up, and they had the sign on there. And I was just about to turn around, but I saw our boy, Lehman, uh, who actually his job was just to let employees out the door. And so I just walked up and knocked on the door and just waved like, hey, I just want, you don't have to let me in. I just want to say hello before I went back to my car. 
and he goes, come on in, come on in. So he let me in <laughs> uh, at 6.30. <laughs> nice. And I didn't realize this, but the parking lot was completely packed. And it was people waiting in their cars till 7 a.m. And so anyway, he and I talked for about 10 minutes, and this lady knocks on the door and tries to explain to him why she needs to come in and all that. And uh, I started to act like I was, you know, I was going to walk back outside for the, re the remaining 20 minutes until 7. And then he goes, no, nah, no, nah, just go get what you need to get. If anyone gives you any issues, tell them Layman sent you. So I, just, <laughs> I went through, got the store to myself practically, got nice. everything else. I needed toilet paper, paper towels, uh, ground beef, and all that. Checked out. And as I was walking out, I mean, they were walking up like zombies, man. I mean, just. Yeah. There's still there had to have been a hundred people. I, I don't think it was as bad as is the toilet paper panic, but you still see that look on people's faces, like when they're looking for specific items that are out. Yeah, like, just like well, it, I just grabbed it. Yeah, because our buddy Chris, I grabbed some at Crest, the cheap kind. Because in my house, this is how it works. My wife and I get the the uh, quilted northern or the Charmin, and my kids get the Cottonelle and the Scotts. Yeah, like they get the cheap stuff. Uh, so I, I grabbed 12 more spots that I had. And because Chris, I go to that half a roll. <laughs> like when, it's, when, the, when the toilet paper crisis first started, he's like, all I have is half a roll. And yeah. I was like, I'll bring you some. But like I said, I'm, I'm handing out the, the cheap stuff. Nice. But it wasn't too bad. There were cops everywhere, though. Yeah. Like yeah. The grocery stores I went to, they had cops like working security. I guess right. like as a so is that to prevent fights or is that to prevent people from stealing stuff it's I think from what I understand it's to pre prevent people from uh, doing the whole like grabbing stuff they shouldn't be grabbing taking too much like they're just trying to ration yeah. all that stuff out so very communistic so let me ask you this from a cop standpoint if they do lock down like like the bigger cities are doing yep and they've already activated the National Guard uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I know they've done it here in Texas. Like, what does that mean for you as far as you're arresting somebody who, who leaves their house, or what's the deal? Uh, so we, we've had uh, emails that have gone out that say something along the lines of uh, – you know, you're going to enforce this stuff if you see it happening. And then you have our governor coming out saying, hey, all we can do is ask. We're not going to put any more restrictions on people than are necessary. So, I mean, it's right. there's I don't as far as I know, there's not a, an actual time yet as far as like when you can or can't be out. People are just home because there's nothing to do. Like there's nothing to go yeah. out and do. So they're staying now, home. Now, I did hear the National Guard is less about keeping people in the house. And more about preventing looters and riots and all that. Yeah. Does it make sense? Kind of just to, to keep things in order. Yeah. So we don't look like Philly after they won a Super Bowl. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where we're at like here in the next two weeks to a month because uh, it seems like it's not just blowing up here so far. I, th I think we're, like I said before, I think we got ahead of it. I think we got way, way further ahead of it than Italy did. I think we're way further ahead of it than definitely China was. So I don't I don't see us 
I don't see the impact on the infrastructure like they had, like the overwhelmed hospitals and stuff like that. All I see is I see nurses posting on Facebook about not having enough masks and working long hours. But other than that, I haven't seen anything about us running out of beds or ventilators or anything well, like that. And but it, and, 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 and it could still, thing. you know, and it could still be coming. I don't know. Like I said, we're still behind on the calendar, but I think we're doing better on it than Italy was. Well, but I, I think that's the biggest issue is where was it? San Antonio reported their first coronavirus death. Yeah. Uh, in like a 90 year old woman. Yeah. Uh, and then the woman's granddaughter actually got on Twitter or Facebook and commented on the story. Yeah. And was like, this is a lie. She did. Uh, she had dementia or whatever and died from a severe case of pneumonia. Yeah. And she never tested positive for coronavirus. They never tested her. So to say that the coronavirus killed her is, is a lie. <laughs> right. And I think that's kind of where some of the numbers are coming from is, is if someone has pneumonia, they're just chalking it up to, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like so, so, some cases they're just kind of throwing the coronavirus at the cause of death rather than uh, confirming that it's the actual cause of it. Right. So I don't know. Anyway, getting off the coronavirus since we talked about it so much, dude. I watched. I finished Tiger King this week. Dude, it is. Fe- it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's that the- is a very well done documentary. It is easily the best documentary I've ever seen. Hands down, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's it's hilarious. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not deep. Yeah, it's not deep as far as like exposing anything. But as far as storytelling goes, easily the best job I've ever seen. Dude, here, here. First off, here's why I couldn't be in that documentary. (laughs) You or I, right? One, we have too high of an IQ. Yeah. Because. All those people are stupid. Really stupid. I mean, just just dumb people. All of them. <clears throat> but the other thing is, is you and I get decent haircuts, man. There was not a decent haircut in that entire. We also have teeth in our head, which there wasn't a whole lot of that going on either. It's no, <laughs> it was so bad. But I'm just saying, uh, man. Even even the federal attorney. Had yeah. A whack haircut. Oh, she had the, uh, think... the the let me speak to your manager. but that's like I would say the only one who had a normal haircut in that entire thing is that Josh Dial guy and that's the guy that that I actually talked to a couple times trying to get him on this podcast which one was it Josh Dial so he's the one who actually saw that he was so the camera was on him when uh oh the campaign manager uh, yeah. Okay. That's, okay. Who, that's who I was. Because I was trying to remember which one you. To. Yeah, I was trying to remember which one you said you talked to when we were trying to get him on yeah, the podcast. That's, so that's who I was talking to. Yeah, and it, he's the one who saw the dude shoot himself in the head, <laughs> uh, and all that. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, I think he was probably the most normal of all of them. Yeah. Well, you know what was funny, uh, and and I didn't recognize it until I watched it for the second time. Uh, the part where they're talking about going to Vegas and that guy kind of like wooing them, like, oh, look at all the fancy cars. Yeah. Look at the mansion. Jeff Lowe. I'm pretty sure that that mansion is the one that my buddies were staying in. It's an Airbnb, like right outside the strip. And they, they yeah. rented it out for the entire week of SHOT Show because it looked exactly the same, like even the interior yeah. and everything. No, that's what they said. And how dumb do you have to be to realize it's not furnished with any of this guy's stuff? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's a huge con guy. 
what, what, the guy. He doesn't even have no. to be one because that because Joe Exotic's such an idiot. I mean, but that's the guy who, uh, who pushed our who pushed our Joe Exotic episode out like it was like he's like, see, I told you guys, and I'm like, hold on, man, <laughs> like, we're just making fun of the guy. We're not exactly a source to rely on, but he's pushing out to the world that anyway. Yeah. Tons of questions, man. Yeah. Tons of questions. Well, First, and, do you think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Absolutely, 100%. Or had somebody do it. Here's what I... I, I was always 90% that she killed him. Yeah. Right? What took me to 99.9%, she allegedly killed him, but what makes me, my personal opinion, 99.9% that she did kill him is at the beginning of an interview when she said, I didn't have any friends, and so my imaginary friends were cats. Yeah. That's what sealed it for me. <laughs> I'm like, this lady's crazy. Dude, her eyes. She's got cra- sure. she's got craziness all up in the eyes. She's well, every, a- time she, every time she talked about him, his death or his disappearance, like she was either laughing or giggling nervously. Yeah, no. She, like, she it wasn't normal. She, There's something. She murked him. He's dead. Uh, yeah. But, dude, they... They set up Joe Exotic, man. I honestly think that dude was straight up set up, and he was just too dumb to realize it. Like, he couldn't no, put agree. pieces together. I don't... 100%. You know, the murder-for-hire case was super, super, super weak. That is a weak murder-for-hire case. Because you're talking about you're talking about money exchanged between two meth heads. And one meth right. head never, never completing the job, never really agreeing to the job, probably, and just, like, going AWOL with money. Like, he, he hates this guy. He says... Oh. And, and, and you that- know... And that Jeff guy says, oh, yeah, this guy will do it for you, which is conspiracy. <laughs> and then he gives him the money and he just leaves. He's just trying to make his buddy, uh, you know, a couple bucks. So there was really no murder plot outside of just Joe being an idiot. Well, I'm on I'm on the I'm on I'm on a watchdog group on Facebook. Yeah, that just and this, this is nothing but people that live in those areas. <laughs> that that just the small town rumors. Yeah. And the whole time they've been saying that Jeff Lowe set him up. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, in, in the documentary, they essentially admitted to it. Entrapping yeah. and setting him up. But I don't think that's... A, he, he didn't get... I think that was included in his charges, but most of the charges come with the, the dis, uh, disposal of the Tigers illegally. Yeah. Bring them illegally and then euthanize them illegally. Yeah. That's where a majority of his time came. Well, and they've but, been increasing the charges on that for the past couple of years. We get emails on it every once in a while because I think killing a domestic a domesticated animal now is a felony, or abusing a domesticated animal is a felony now. It used to be a misdemeanor. Yeah, that's that Michael Vick law. Yeah, so they all carry like two to five years. I mean, probably you'll you'll get five. Yeah. You'll probably do two or less. But but yeah, but he had twenty seven counts. Yeah, and then I think the murder for hire was probably in there too. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering. Um, we we were at we were wondering whether or not you know it was a federal case. I assume. And uh, yes, is that a hundred percent or is that like an eighty percent, or is he going to do all twenty two? Yeah, I thought federal crime was hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think it normally is. So, but there are people out on federal probation, so who knows? Yeah, no, that that yes. 
but I do think you have to serve 100% of the time. Yeah. Whether it's through probation. I think you can get out through an appeals court and they can decrease it, but. Yeah. No. It was a, it's easily the most entertaining documentary I've ever seen. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Oh, I was rolling the entire time. Dude. The his, entire time. The, his uh, presidential campaign commercial. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, the song between the songs, the campaign ads, the, like even the uh, the big cat rescue lady. That song is the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, the, that she put out. Yeah, dude, and it's on it's on YouTube, dude. It is awful. It is awful. It is so bad. That chick is off key for the entire song. I will say this though, that uh, that here kitty kitty song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is a banger dude it is good that's that is that's, that, that's a good one dude and that chick he found looked just like her i know i know props to him on that he yeah didn't write it or sing he may have written it he definitely yeah. didn't sing it and then uh him sing, uh <laughs> him singing at his 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 uh husband's his, funeral uh, husband that at the funeral dude, you the, could tell he was lip syncing well that. that and the story about how he made him laugh <laughs> it was yeah. about his, his, his little golden nuggets. But the thing is, uh, <laughs> and then the, the other thing is, is like neither of the guys were gay. No, That's they were the using thing. him for trucks and drugs. Exactly. Oh, like, dude. They both. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was pretty. I mean, I I don't feel like, bad. Don't get me wrong. But... He's a piece of trash. He was definitely murdering animals. Probably definitely abusing them. Um overbreeding is definitely a terrible terrible thing but i think i almost think the guy was too stupid to realize what he was doing no, like 100 like i feel sorry for him to a degree until the point where he like he thought he was getting famous and it kind of started going to his head and then i feel uh, bad for his mom dude he took advantage of his mom like crazy yeah, yeah and that's what this page says this page says man that his his niece or his yeah his niece or whatever would get on there and every now and then and start talking about uh, what he did to her and all that. So there's nothing. Listen, the only thing that surprised me in that entire documentary was Doc Annabelle's polygamy, man. Oh, uh, it's what is it, Doc Antum or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Bo what do they call him? Bagram? Not Bagram. Uh, yeah, ba yeah. Was it Bagram? Uh, yeah, Bagram. Yeah. It means Lord. <laughs> Dude. Dude, yeah. that's a cult. No, oh, yeah. He's running a cult. Well, on his and game. what's funny is like he knew that the line of questioning was like going in that direction. He's like, I know what you're gonna say. It's a cult. I've been doing this for thirty years. I know. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's totally a cult, dude. Yeah. He's gross. No, was, and I wish I I wanted to see more about the raid that they did on his compound. That's probably the next one, man. But that's the thing too. That's the dude. I remember that dude from back in the nineties when he would go on Letterman. And yeah. And Leno and all that with the with the animals, <clears throat> like essentially that doc dude was uh, like Steve Irwin's competition. Yeah, as far as the most famous one out there, and uh, and that dude's just like Joe Exotic's mentor, man. Yeah. Dude, that one what? trashy guy is like, I I don't need to know how to take care of animals. I want to know how you how you train those women. <laughs> Yeah, Stark. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you, I I went down this rabbit hole way too much. And yeah. if we want, 
if we want, we could actually, I could probably get some of those people on this podcast to talk about it. Yeah. If well, we want to. It was, a, it was interesting to be ahead of the curve on all this because you and you and Jeff found this guy because of the, the stupid music video, what, two yeah. years ago? Oh, longer than that. Longer than that. And then, yeah. uh, and then talking to him during his, his gubernatorial, you know, candidacy. And yeah. dude, if we could have made it happen, like given, I wouldn't want that guy in my house, but I would have traveled out there to do it. Well, that's one reason Mike is no longer on the podcast. Why? Oh, cause they, yeah. They we got fired, man. Didn't want him in his house. Yeah. I'm like, no, but no, man, that's what I kept trying to say. Cause he was ready to. If we were willing to take our equipment down there and record in his studio, that's why I asked you guys, like, let me know when you guys can go to Winnie Wood and we'll set this up. We should have done it, man. So part of it was us flaking. We could have been we could have been on we could have been on the documentary. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we were that's, almost that's exactly we were almost, almost famous in the worst kind of way. Oh, that would have been great. To be the to be the expert. Like we would have gotten on that documentary. Hands down. Yeah. If we had gone out there and recorded in his studio, we would have been on that documentary for sure. Yeah. Golly, man. So weird. I didn't, I never knew he had a TV show. Like, I mean, given that nobody yeah. was watching it, I kind of want to go back and find him now and watch those episodes. Oh, it's all over. Uh, it's all over the – I'm telling you, man. That's. I spent probably about two weeks just watching this dude on – on YouTube. That's all I was doing. Just to get these answers. And then we had episode 45 go out. Which uh, is hands down our most listened to slash watched episode ever. Yeah. On, as far as as far as Tyler Duchesne goes. Uh, people are, I mean, that's still, that thing still ranks uh, in the top 10 90% of the time. Yeah, like it's like it, it's like it's introduced to the masses in waves. Like we'll get it, and it'll die down a little bit, and then all of a sudden it'll spike, and and viewership or listening, you know, people list downloads or whatever, and then it'll lull out, and then it'll spike again. It's like someone catches riff of it, shares it, and then other people get it. But yeah. that Jeff Lowe guy at the end, that uh, he and he's the one he shared it to his Facebook page and that threw it, you know, way up there. And when that went and threw it out there, that's when I started getting private messages and all that from all these people in Winniewood telling me I'm wrong and that we don't understand Joe or the situation and all that. And I'm like, <laughs> I then explained it to me and then they would send me this this watchdog list. You almost got raided or, by cranksters. Do what? I said you almost got raided by by cranksters. That's all fans. So like, <laughs> I get invited to the Facebook group called the uh, Joe Exotic slash Jeff Low Watchdog Group, and it's in by invite only. And so I get on that, and I start listening, you know, reading this, and they say, "Remember that time you did this?" So I'd go watch that YouTube video. So like, dude, I could have directed this documentary. Yeah, they could have interviewed me based on on just all that stuff. That's the best part about it, man, is these are all hillbilly people. Yeah. All of them. There was one lady. There's one lady who had some sort of. 
she had information on Jeff Lowe doing the same thing that uh, what's his name does Joe Exotic as far as kill disposing of the animals and all that. Yeah. And so she said something that piqued my interest and someone else pinged her and then she replied to that and it piqued my interest even more. So I hit her up on on the message and say, hey, if you're willing to come on our podcast, come up here and tell us about this stuff, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden her uh I get a uh uh basically a message that says, you know, please don't contact us anymore, yada yada. I'm like, okay, you know, like I wouldn't pushy, but then all of a sudden they post on that Facebook that she's deleted her account and then moved off somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, because apparently that Jeff Lowe guy was coming after her, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, but I wonder if they're ever going to get that other no money either. Yeah, I wonder if they're ever going to get that zoo opening that they're putting down by the Windstar that they were working on in Thackerville. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the, I don't know the details on that, but supposedly he conned some lady out of her land or something like that. Yeah. Well, they they he split up with that other guy. Isn't that what they said at the end of the documentary? Is that they had kind of gone? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's Stark, like Stark. Stark was suing him. Old. Say what? Yeah, see that guy has no money either. That the, Jeff Lowe guy has no money either, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if. No, so that that's kind of his thing. Is he rents these Airbnbs and presses like he has all this money, and then all of a sudden. Uh, swindles the people out of whatever they have yeah yep talk about a womanizer too man jeez yeah <laughs> smuggling smuggling like, cubs into his luggage it's brilliant yeah. and then talks about the nanny oh, i'm like dude yeah. the 60s want their women's equality back yeah but like i'm not a feminist or anything but i even i know that's bad yeah you know yeah, they're I both mean, pretty gross dudes. individuals. They all are, man. That's if you've ever worked like within the drug community, it's it's always like that. There's always women that are they'll stick around with whatever guy can get them the most drugs. And that's what all those chicks are. They're they're all drug addicts. And he's just supplying them the drugs, and that's why they hang around. So he he'll sit there and say that it's tigers, but he's using the tigers to get the money to get the drugs. And that's why they all look the way they look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all meth heads, man. That Ever one so husband's long. tattoo. That Pri- one privately owned tattoo. Golly, it's so man. stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, Everything get covered up. Well, I like the part where they tell him they're like, "What do you think about so and so and him working as an informant for the feds?" And he's like, "Huh." <laughs> like he had no clue. He's like, "He goes, he goes that's the news. That's the news for me." <laughs> You know what I think's hilarious? The like uh I guess I think his name's John, which is the the first husband uh out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. Like Yeah, like with no teeth and all that. Yeah. Like you didn't know they were coming to interview you that day. Like that dude literally looks like they showed up in his front store unexpectedly. Well, like, he probably looks like that. He looks like, like no shirt or anything. Yeah. Well, it's like the other, the other, the Indian chick that got her arm ripped like, off is like sitting in a pile of garbage. <laughs> like she looks like she's yeah. sitting at a dump in a chair well, that she found. Sorry. Oh man, all those we people do. Uh, say what? My thing is like shirt on, man. 
knew the guy was on and like put a t-shirt on. I don't know we don't like this. Never ready. Just leave him out. Nope. Now you're back. I lost you there for a second. Sorry. No. I was just saying, man, that John guy. Yeah. Like, put a shirt on, bro. Like, you know they're coming over. Yeah. That's like when someone comes to my house unexpectedly and you're sitting in, like, a tank top or something. Like, yeah. as they're setting up, they're like, hey, I'm just going to go put on a, a sparkly shirt. Yeah. No, dude, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen put on film. <laughs> what are you, I almost. What are you doing? Sorry. Got something on my desk. Oh. Uh, well, Not jo- no joke. Almost <clears throat> two Christmases ago for the, the Christmas episode, Top of the Dew Chain, bought you and Jeff Joe Exotic underwear. Oh, it would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Almost did. Every every I response Jeff would take it though. Every response to every question that they ask anybody <laughs> in that uh documentary is just golden. We uh we had it plain Oh yeah. So like this is how we've been passing the quarantine time uh, because there's nothing to go out and do. We uh, we put lift kits on three different vehicles. Like uh, People have bought these and had these for months. We've just been waiting for a time to do it. We did a, a, an old Lexus LX. We did a GX. Um, we tightened up mine because it was squeaking a little bit. And then uh, they did a Jeep today. We did some other, other work on some of our vehicles. But uh, in the shop, we had a TV, and we were just playing it. And, like, every day, like, somebody new would come in. And, I mean, some of these jobs take 10 hours to do. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, The next person would bring their car the next day to work on it, and we'd, we'd start it over again. So I've watched this documentary, like, four times, and nobody has not enjoyed it, and nobody has not binge-watched it to the entire end, like, after starting it. Like, I, I don't think anybody's taking more than a day to watch it. <clears throat> it's that good. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, I would watch it again. Yeah, I, like I will the, definitely like, like the soundbite gold. I can't wait until the memes and animated gifs and the small soundbites start coming out. I mean, they're already out there on Twitter. Well, I want a soundboard. But, That's what I want, like a Joe Exotic soundboard. Yeah, you know how <laughs> how big that thing would be? Oh, dude. dude but, when he called that one dude a giant Chucky doll, <laughs> like I about rolled. Like that was that was probably the funniest thing. Well, the guy can't pronounce it's that dude. He can't pronounce O's. He pronounce instead of O, it's E. He's like an Oklahoma. Like I don't know why he talks the way he talks. It makes no sense at all. Which, by the way, that documentary was probably a fair representation of Oklahoma as a state, though. In a, fa- my opinion, a fair representation, just as an outsider's perspective. Yeah. No, that's that is that represents a very Would small think- portion of Oklahoma. I would say Oklahoma. So? Yeah, I'd say Oklahoma is primarily represented by like say, your your Stillwater, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Norman, Edmond type areas, and then whenever you get out to the the outer sorry the outer edges of the state is where you get like the hillbillies. But every every state that's has that's my them. point. Though. Every state has their poor population that's different. Nah, is that, Dude, oh not come as on, bad as that. act like Texas. I, I, act I like, act like El Paso is not a place in Texas. I would, but I would argue that there are more of those people. I would say, outside of the metropolitan areas, so Oklahoma City and the suburbs of Oklahoma City and Tulsa and the suburbs of Tulsa, 
the rest of your population is like that. No, it's I would say some degree. one maybe in, not meth heads, but like I would say one in just, every hundred Oklahomans talks like those people. No, yes, no way. yes, one in a hundred. Yes, there is one Jeff no. for every hundred of me. <laughs> Wait, there's no way. Yes, dude. I, I would say two to every three. No, dude, I, working on the police department. percent of the state. There's less than 10 people that have like some crazy hick accent. Like those people. Yeah, but you're in the metro, you're in Oklahoma City. But I would say there's I'm more, you, there's more the well metropolitan area. There's more metropolitan areas, I think, than there are outlying areas now. Well, let's see. Let's see what Oklahoma's population is. Yeah, and then put it up against Yukon, Mustang, Piedmont, Oklahoma City, Bonka City, like all the the nicer cities that are still growing more. Oklahoma City, Norman, Edmond. All right, three point three point nine two million people in Oklahoma. Yeah, in the entire state. So I'm gonna put that in a calculator. Yeah, and then put it put it up against all the metropolitan areas. So we'll do uh, three hundred three point nine two million, and we'll minus and let's say. I'll I'll start Oklahoma. I'll start reading you off Oklahoma City populations. Yeah. Oklahoma City metro population is which would be the biggest 1.3 so minus 1.3 million oh, the, the census I have is from 2015 so it's a little bit outdated but I'll probably still use it so that leaves you with 2.6 million no you have a so you have you have a third no, 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 I'm doing Tulsa now okay between Tulsa and Oklahoma City you have a third of the population so you got a million. So you have two point. So you have three point nine two million. Okay. How many people live in so Norman? Three nine two. Okay. That's, that's included in that. So the Oklahoma City Metro is is all the surrounding cities as well, which was one point. With 1.4 million rounded up, and then Tulsa's is one point is one million even, so 3.92 minus minus 2.4 million leaves you with 1.5 million. Yeah, but if you if you, but if you combine all the smaller that, nicer cities, you have another million. Divide let's okay, let's just do a million then. So I'll give you five I'll give you half a million in all. The smaller, nicer cities are involved, like Edmond and Norman, all that is in the OKC Metro. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Anyway. So, take, so the you're, OKC Metro. So so you're still that. you're still wrong though. Because the I'll majority give you, I'll give you listen, I'll give The majority you, is civilized. There is a large I'll population you, of poor people. I'll give you You said one out of every hundred. I'm saying one out of every three or four. But even even like lower income areas probably don't have a higher population of people like that. I'm telling I'll give you five hundred thousand normal people and those outliers in the Enids and the Winnie Woods and all that. 
So you're saying a meth head raising tigers is a good representation (laughs) of Oklahoma. I'm not saying raising tigers. I'm saying methods who life revolves around the tiger sanctuary zoo. One million people in Oklahoma. No. 25% of the population. Oh, come on. I'd say it's closer to 10. Dude, Florida's bad too, though. Florida's Florida's pretty awful. California <clears throat> would be terrible. Like, they're, they're all different types of poor. So, so in that whole documentary, who do you dislike the most out of everybody? In the whole documentary? In the whole thing. Uh, Carol, man. She's the worst. The cat oh, lady. Dude, the big cat rescue. Husband. Oh, yeah. Harold? The, it was, it was, Harold was it Harold or Hank or something like that? Yeah, dude, that dude was a chump. Yeah. That dude. You're next. Yeah, he's going to get You're next. What it? But she, just her voice yeah. and her eyes and the way she talked and the, her, <sighs> her stupid flower hippie headbands. Like, I just hate everything about that woman. That and she yeah. murked her husband for his money. And then rewrote his will, ripped off the yeah. family. Oh, easy. Yeah. And gave him gave him just yeah. enough money to shut him up. That's that's why she let them keep some of that money, so she could hold it over their heads and say, "Well, I'll take it all if you say anything." Like it's actually pretty genius. Yeah, he dude. Now, okay, let's talk about the first husband, because that too. Say what? First. The first husband, the yeah. one who supposedly got killed. Yeah. Well, technically her second husband, but the one who died. Yeah. First off, she bought a gun. She bought a gun and hid his three fifty seven. Yeah. Right? You're a millionaire. Go buy another gun. Yeah. Like the guy if the guy supposedly suspected that he that she was gonna kill him, one, you're a millionaire, go buy a new gun. I don't care if she hid your old one or not. Go buy so many guns, she can't possibly hide all of them. Yeah. Two, if you suspect the woman's going to kill you, move out. You're a millionaire. How, dude, go buy it. Go, that go guy, in a penthouse in downtown Tampa. And that guy was totally a drug runner, by the way, her husband. Totally a drug runner. You think so? Yeah. Well, they have no explanation for how he made his money. He can fly an airplane. <laughs> He can fly an airplane and never flew legally. He always flew below like the ceiling or whatever to have to have a license. And she has mo- she knew more about that other guy that they called Scarface than anybody else. She's like, oh yeah, there's no way you can get into that compound. That dude was crazy too. Dude, he cut up he cut up an informant and he's out. I know. Like how? <laughs> dude, our system is so jacked. It's so jacked. He's like, but I did my time. It's like you kind of didn't. Yeah, you kind of murdered, or you assisted in the in the disposal of a body. You should be in jail for the rest of your. They called the guy Scarface. Yeah, because he cut Uh, a dude up. He's like, they said cut him up, so I cut him up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that dude was. I guarantee you, that dude. I mean, living in Florida, he was totally running the. Because they were, were they in Tampa? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably running drugs. He's running drugs. Because it seems like everybody in that Florida game was was swapping out drugs and animals and all that stuff. Yeah. So. It's probably a good, uh, probably a pretty decent money laundering uh, racket. Yeah. 
tiger sanctuaries and all that. Yeah. Because you're constantly having to. First off, let's get back to this. This is listen, man. If you haven't seen it yet, sorry, but we can put dude, it. people eating that pizza with that expired meat. <laughs> Dude, it was so nasty. The Walmart, the Walmart, they called it the Walmart and what the meat, the meat bins or the meat trucks. Yeah. Oh God. The Walmart halls or whatever they yeah. call it. Dude, well, for those of you who haven't seen it and aren't going to watch it, essentially Walmart would, would, uh, throw their expired meat out and donate it to the, to the tiger sanctuary. And then the tiger sanctuary would feed it to the tigers. And but first, before they fed it to the tigers, because he was only paying the guys $138 a week to live in, like, terrible, like, government living is not as bad as this, the living conditions these guys were in. $138 a week, essentially, they got first dibs at the, the expired meat, and so they would take all that. They were eating lobster, expired lobster, expired, which I think... I, I guess if you get it the right time, isn't that bad because there's they're bigger regul there's more regulation on when Walmart can sell it versus when it actually goes bad. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, the guy who ran the park for 15 years suspects that they were throwing the expired meat on top of their pizzas uh, to make a quick buck. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine visiting? Like. My thing is like all the guys who go to that dock, he's like, he lets I'll pay him whatever he wants. He let me pay, you know, lets me pet a baby cub, you know, lets me touch this, touch that. And so that is so if you're sitting there and you've ate one of those pizzas, that's that's got to be a churner on the stomach for sure. Mm, dude, that made me sick. And I've never even been close to that place. Golly, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, and like their their housing that they had out there, just everything. Oh, that was gross. Everything was disgusting, man. It's all disgusting. Yeah, and that would that land is is a is a it's a it's a good penny. I mean, it it's a it's a good haul as far, but it's it's tied up now. Like Exotic's mom can't do it. It's their land technically, and they can't do anything with it because it's caught up in uh. And all the legal cause stuff. Yeah. So like she, even if she wanted to sell, I mean, she he drained their their account, and he's turning to buy all fancy cars. How do you feel if you're Seth Wadley right now? Well, did you see Seth Wadley made a post? He goes, "Is anybody watching Netflix?" And it was just a picture of his hat, <laughs> dude. It was the best response. <laughs> he goes, "Is anybody watching Netflix right. lately?" That uh, poor dude, because like they had that dude on the TV, they had his his logo on the TV screens, oh, dude, and all that stuff. So let me ask you this: Do you think that Inside Edition reporter burnt down the studio? Um, no, I bet you Joe did. I don't know, Joe Exotic. It was either him or Joe Exotic. I mean, either way, both of them benefited from it or would have benefited from Joe. it. That or they agreed to do it. I mean, together. Because, uh, you know, Joe Joe had stuff in there that was going to be subpoenaed, so he burned all that, which, I mean, if you've watched the show, you know, he likes to burn documents and blow up mannequins and do all kinds of stuff like that. So he has the means to do it. And But yeah. with their disagreements and all that stuff, you know, it, it doesn't make sense for him to burn his own equipment, really. That doesn't make much sense to me. But 
he may have thought of an insurance claim, but he had no insurance. Yeah, no. Well, like <laughs> no insurance claim, but the guy has all the footage because he made a documentary. Obviously, like a lot of that footage is his footage, so he could have gone and gotten it all out and then just burned to the rest of it, burn that studio down. But I can see Joe doing it way before that Kirkman guy doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think Kirkman did it. Especially, think, yeah, especially when Joe films a video right after. <laughs> he's like, "These alligators burned alive," and then he went back. He's like, "So I say boiled, boil, boiled alive." <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so stupid, Every, dude. He's so dumb. He recorded everything that he was doing. It's so dumb. Yeah, dude. That now that uh, Jeff Lowe. So when he when he got on to when he was getting on the Joe for embezzling the money and pushing it through the campaign funds and all yeah. that. Remember that, that behind the scenes, uh, Jeff Lowe released that a long time ago. And I was friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. And so I, I was watching that and, uh, and that thing's pretty intense, but that Jeff Lowe do basically for like 30, 45 minutes, him and his wife, that redheaded chick. Yeah. Essentially, are just reaming Joe left and right. I mean, just they're calling him all sorts of derogatory names and just chewing him out upside, you know, up one side, <laughs> down the other, and all that. And he's just like, "What? What I do wrong?" <laughs> well, what did he say? You know, I'll just call somebody and tell them to charge me something different. Yeah. Goes, no, man. That- that's, that's him. Yeah, well, that's, I like I like how funny. the result was. Well, I'll just leave, and he just disappears. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he goes to to Florida and turns around and starts acting like he's in uh in the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah, Costa Rica or Belize or Golly. whatever. And he's Every, like, it's all it's all like it's the most. Man. It's the everything most, is so idiotic. It's a it's incredible it's how most, stupid it is. Every everyone's response was junior high. Like you would expect a kid to be like, "Well, just yeah. we're in Florida, but just take a few pictures and say we're in Belize. That should, that should do it." Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was a good one though. I'll probably watch it again because it had me. It had me like that's the whole reason I thought Joe Exotic was hilarious. Anyway, was just that type of personality, and then you just have a whole documentary of those people. It's so, it's it's so, good. I can't I can't say enough about how good it is. It's the funniest thing I've seen. Yeah, number one on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I've been binge watching a lot of things because there's nothing else to do. I saw the new. Uh, yeah. I saw the new Jumanji today. It was pretty good. About as good as the first is one. It? Yeah, nothing great, but just as good as the first one. Uh, do you know what's what's a terrible movie? What's that? That Spencer. Oh, Spencer Confidential. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Mark Wahlberg sucks. That's all there is to it. He he has not. I think the last movie has I saw. Has he ever been I, in a good movie? The last movie I saw him in that was okay was probably The Italian Job. With uh, Charlize Theron and some, of the, some other people. <clears throat> that one was pretty good. Was he the head uh, guy? Yeah, he was the head guy in that one. Um, he was okay in uh, Lone Survivor, which I'm not a big fan of those war movies because I think they get a little bit of extra credit just for being based on a true story. Uh, like, it wasn't a great movie by uh-huh. any means. Um, 
but yeah, he's not a he's not a great actor, man. I mean, he was in Transformers. No, there's no good actors in Transformers. Have you watched Love Is Blind? <laughs> no, I don't watch reality TV, man. It's trash. I watched the uh, uh, the Hunters, which is real good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like on it. Amazon. Yeah, I watched Narcos. Not a Narcos fan. The new Narcos, uh, Mexico season two. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I watched this teen show called what On the Block by Netflix, and that was on my block. You know, Netflix when you scroll over it, it oh like, yeah, does a preview. Yeah, uh, I've, so, yeah, I on back... my block. That was dude. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen Dave on Hulu? It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's, little dicky yeah it's pretty ridiculous yeah. um i've been watching yeah. that uh i finished the the outsiders done if you haven't seen the outsider on hbo slowest show i've ever watched i like the book though um and westworld is back and the first two episodes of the new season far better than anything in season two so maybe it's going to redeem itself what's that on hbo Hulu? Nah, hbo it was, uh, oh. I, I think, I think what happened is it kind of got uh, pushed on the back burner because they were finishing up Game of Thrones and they didn't do very well. And it seemed like there wasn't a lot of effort put into season two, but it seems like they're going all out in season three because there's nothing else going on on HBO right now. Yeah. So, so that's pretty I good. I have HBO, so. Yeah. I'll so everything do they've done while. so far has been, been pretty interesting, but that's, a, I mean, that's, that's all there is to do. Just watch TV and hang out at the house. Yeah, clean up. I work, but fortunately, you know, but I'm running. We had a bunch of people with lift kits that needed to be put on, so yeah, that's what we've been doing the past like four days is just working on cars. Like I, uh, like I just run models. <clears throat> I'm I'm in the process of running a bunch of models right now for a briefing we have. Yeah, and the models like take forever, so they slow down my computer and all that. So like, it's extra boring these days. Because you're sitting there watching a screen because you can't do anything. Because if you do that, it, it slows the model down and slows everything else down. So, anyway, the Rona is hitting it hard for sure. Yeah, I think we've got about a, uh, I think we've got a month or two before we're out from underneath this, honestly. So, Alpha, uh, yeah, but I think it's, I think you're only, I think two weeks from yesterday. I think you're going to start seeing stuff get back to normal. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't I think, think so, man. I think, risk. I think we're, ju- we're just now getting tests in mass. So you're going to see mass testing. You're going to see numbers skyrocket. I think you're going to see another brief wave of panic because the numbers are going to get bad. And you're going to see some over, you're, you're going to see our infrastructure once again, get kind of tested. And then I think it'll start going down from there. Like, I think it's well, already, supposedly. I think it's already bad right now. People just don't know how bad it is. Well, supposedly they have the the cure. Oh, is, is it yeah. what that hydrochlorazine or whatever that? Yeah, yeah. That, I've seen a lot of posts saying that's bogus. Like it's not one. It's not available in mass, and it's not even meant to to treat viruses. So there's no truth to that. But right. Well, but, but part of what makes uh, but <laughs> but here the like when what makes it deadly is the fluid in the lungs, which creates a bacteria that that's what makes it deadly yeah 
so that that uh, antibiotic that they're pushing, you'll still get sick from the virus like the flu and wait it out, but uh, it won't be as severe or fatal because it's it's, it's gonna uh, help your lungs attack it is what they were saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> anyway, like I said, so. I just, I think it's a win. Uh, conspiracy theories out there is that uh, they're pushing the panic because they don't want Biden out there in the uh, microphones. <laughs> they essentially want to try the, and shut down Trump's Trump's rallies, yeah. and they want to keep Biden from having to go on a debate stage. Or uh, uh, I feel like I, I, I mean that's that's pretty easy to blame blame it on, I guess here, but it really wouldn't make sense for the rest of the world to be panicking and doing everything that they're doing. So I think this is just a legitimate virus that everybody's going to try and attach stuff yeah. to. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not a legitimate virus. I'm saying the, the panic over it is generated, uh, like shutting everything down and all that. Yeah. What's that? Shutting everything down is a little overwhelming or over-exaggerated, and part of it is, I think, because it's election year. Yeah, I mean, it, you it keep Trump be. from rallying, and you uh, keep Biden for whatever. Here's the hot take for the dude chain. My money's on the fact that jo- uh, Bernie Sanders gets it. You calling it now? It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time for Bernie Sanders test positive for the coronavirus and drops out of the race. <laughs> it was all to target Bernie. And get him out of there. I don't think it's the target, Bernie. I'm saying that's his. This is his out. Yeah. Yeah. He can't get out if he gets out. If he if he gets forced out, if he gets voted out like he did in 16 with Hillary, where essentially they stole it from him. Yeah. Then I think it's. Then I think you lose those votes. So I think what they're going to try and do is push it on, push Bernie with the coronavirus. He's going to bow out because of that, and. Biden's get the nomination to try and save that far left socialistic side of the Democratic Party that wasn't gonna that didn't vote at all because of Hillary because they felt like it they robbed Bernie. Yeah. So this is Bernie's out. All right. My money. If I was a gambling man, my money's on Bernie getting the coronavirus in the next two weeks. Easy. I like it. We'll see. Is that it? Is that yeah. An hour? Yeah. I mean, it's right at 58 minutes, but I think that's a good good spot to stop at. Yeah. Good spot. Anyway, wash your hands, folks. Quit hogging all the toilet paper. Stay inside. We're out. Peace.